0: Welcome to Teenager Tuesday. We're back again with Josiah Haken from City Relief in New York City. So excited to have you here one more week with us. Um, man, I've loved hearing about some of the practical things that you guys do on the ground, and I've loved seeing it in action at City Relief. I'd love, um, I know that oftentimes with the friends that you serve on the street, the reality of addiction is, is kind of major, um, and you see that probably pretty often. I'd love for you just to touch on that for just a minute before we jump into ways that we can serve as families together.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the, the unfortunate truth right now is that, you know, there were over 100,000 overdose deaths in the United States wow. um, last year alone. That's tragic. Um, yeah, so this is not something that's just impacting the homeless community or any, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times people are experiencing and, and start finding their way into you know substance use and misuse like early on like it starts I met a guy who I asked him he was trying to get help for his drinking problem I asked him when he started drinking and he said it was when he was 13 years old Um, and so there's and he was at this point when I met him he was in his 40s and uh, I asked him how you know how long has he been homeless and he said when he was 13 so his mom actually was you know in an abusive relationship boyfriend kicked him out and he just he started drinking and, and just never kind of looked back and recovered yeah. so the truth is that the the kids that were parenting and you know their friends our kids friends like people this is a real issue yeah um, and I think one of the things that I've observed sort of farther down the line with people in the street is that a lot of folks don't have anyone that can actually talk about it yeah and I think that we have to open up the lines of communication Absolutely. and just be honest about it but not like super condescending or judgmental or fearful like this is just a reality that it's in our world now and we have to be honest with our kids and and be real about the possible consequences this is life and death in a lot of cases so I would just you know as the person who's engaging people in the street 30 years down the line yeah I would just encourage all the, if I could go back to that mom of the, of the guy okay, and I would just, the 13 year old is just like, please talk to your kid. Please just ask like what's going on. And then, you know, therapy is such a good yes. thing. Yes. Counseling, you Absolutely. cannot overstate. Everyone needs counseling. I need counseling. Yeah, me too. Like, we all <laughs> need counseling. Um, and starting that early and helping again, modeling that and saying, it's actually not a weird thing. You're not, you're not crazy. If you go to see a therapist, um, and helping kids understand that, like educating them around what. Uh, you know, drugs and out- are common in your area. Yeah. Um, and learning to identify them. I know there's lots of resources out there. So Absolutely. I would just say, you know, just be super proactive. Yeah. I know a lot of parents are tempted to just sort of pretend or hope. Like I don't want to address it. My yeah. kids fine. They're fine. They're fine. They need What's it. the problem? Yeah, I don't you know, need that combo. Not, not my kid. Yeah. M- maybe maybe <laughs> Someone their else kid. Is. Not my kid. Right. Um, and so I just, you know, I just really believe that we have to do a better job, as, especially in the church, yeah. of not stigmatizing addiction. Yeah. Um, I think that's another big issue is we make it out to be this, like, disgusting, like, hidden thing and yeah. we push people into the dark. Absolutely. Um, and we really have to open it up in a place that's not judgmental. Right. Um, and just be, be honest with yeah. ourselves and with our students and with our yeah. kids. So just one thing I would just say, I, I think that's super important that's as, we, as we go into this. Sort of wave because again, one hundred thousand overdose deaths yeah. uh, in the last year that's is mind blowing, is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, we, and it starts with starts with us in the, yeah. in the home. We Absolutely. we have to do a better job.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's a great nugget to start this uh, third uh, part three out. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's a. I wish I could remember right now, but there was a study done that say that when you have your teenager serve. Um, in any capacity as a teenager uh, and, and as they're growing up, they're more likely to graduate high school, to be successful, whatever that looks like in their life. Um, uh, that the, This is huge. It's a, it's a study that was done and like I said, I wish I could quote it. I wish I could give you all the specifics of it but I just, I know that that's something that we've talked about on this podcast before and probably many of yeah. our parents remember and so um, we're talking a little bit about ways uh, that families can serve together in a community and in maybe their neighborhood as a family and we have some practical things that we're, we're going to share at the end uh, just that Hope offers but like when you think about that um, and you think of families serving together in their neighborhood, are there ways that or or, or tips or thoughts that you have that you could speak into to the families listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one one example is is a, a term that my colleague, Brett Hartford, came up with, which I think is a really good one. He calls it heads-up commuting.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, where he decide, des- describes, like, you know, when we're driving in our car and we just have our music up or we're on the phone or we're walking, you know, through a specific area. In New York, we walk a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we usually have our headphones in and we're usually not focused. So one of the things that I think heads-up commuting means is, like, being intentional about creating opportunities for you and your family to be aware and observe the people around you. To like maybe even create like a way of looking for needs. Don't just wait for needs to like shout themselves in your face. Actually look for them. Be proactive. Like, okay, Monday, we're going to find like Fourth, we're each going to find his family. I'm a family of four, so one, four. Like each yeah. of us is going to look for one way to serve our community, or Very we're going to cool. look for a way. And then at, at dinner time, we're going to report out. We're going to talk, right? yeah. talk about yeah. it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. "What did you do?" That's so good to serve. And then I, another example is like one of my friends uh, has an eight year old daughter, and um, and he's she actually started assembling hygiene kits um, for people that she was passing. And I love it. And she li- they live in Kansas, but yeah. like, even like, again, homelessness is everywhere.
0: Yeah, um,
1: and so you. are driving along the side of the road and you see someone on the sidewalk panhandling or whatever like don't just like look the other way but like she assembles these toiletries with deodorant and soap and, yeah. and all that stuff and she actually makes her parents roll down the window and she gives she them gives out
0: over yeah
1: so th- there's there's all kinds of ways and again it doesn't have to be just homeless folks that's obviously my, yeah. my sort of
0: wheelhouse, kind wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: I mean I'm thinking about like teachers that yeah. are you know going through a really tough time right yeah. now um, you know family members neighbors people who've lost loved ones like yeah. finding ways um, another thing I would just add real quick because yeah. you know, I think a lot of times we we want the people who are in need to tell us how to serve mm,
0: them. Yeah.
1: And that's really difficult. I don't yeah. know if I mean I know for me, when I've been in like a stressful situation, when someone asks me how I can solve my own problem, yeah. it's difficult. I'm yeah. like, that's one more thing I have to figure out.
0: Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So
1: I would encourage you to give people options.
0: That's good. So instead
1: of saying like, um, how can I help you? Yeah. Say, I can do this, this, or this. Would any of those options be helpful to you? Absolutely. So that way the person isn't having to come up with some theoretical way of helping, being helped. Right. They're given options. Oh, you can do this, this, or this? Yes do that or they can say no none of them are really helpful no problem I just wanted to offer Yeah. so finding being very specific and saying what can we as a family do to help if you don't have a lot of money it doesn't matter you can find other ways there's
0: other ways you can do it if it is
1: money I would say don't just hide behind your checkbook Yeah. like like learn the names of the people that you're supporting get engaged in the organizations that you're investing in Yeah. find practical ways to to be involved in a tangible way
0: really know who you're serving
1: really know yeah
0: I love that those are great Thank you so much for sharing yeah. this. Just some practical things that I know we have at Hope, um, which this the first I'm going to say is not just at Hope because it's missions trips. We have, you know, Lana Vaughn, our outreach pastor, she plans so many missions trips throughout the year and they're incredible. And our, our teams, they love going on them. They come back, life changed. Uh, City Relief, uh, Hope students, This summer, we're taking four mission trips, three high school mission trips and one middle school mission trip, and it's very tangible ways to serve a community, not necessarily our community, but a community in the world that we live in, which is always life-changing, those trips, but things that we have here, and maybe parents are like, well, what can I do? I don't have a neighbor that needs anything. I don't, you know, like just really trying to figure that out, well— We have things I hope called Project Serves. Um, these are incredible, and actually, my family loves doing Project Serves. And sometimes it's just like, "Hey, we need to collect socks. We're collecting socks uh, for the next couple weekends, and we're we're uh, talking about that." during our weekend services. And so together as a family, you're going to the store and you're getting socks and you're bringing them back. Like that's a great way to do it. Um, We also uh, do um, uh, Meals of Hope. We did that. We packed Meals of Hope where a lot of our meals went to Haiti this year, which is incredible to do. We do a Thanksgiving one, which is for actually um, like students in our school district who were sending food home with them over Thanksgiving because you know, normally they eat at school and it's like, well, where is our food coming from? And so that's been really cool to do our calling. That's a a homeless ministry Mm -hmm. that's in Dallas. It's very cool. Uh, It's been cool to see and be a part of that. Uh, Metro Leaf also is in this area, even mowing your neighbor's lawn. Yes. Um, I know like in, in New York, you guys probably snow shovel yeah, snow shovel and stuff. Snow. We don't get to do that as often, but we can do other things here. Mowing yeah. lawns. Uh, even together, something that my family has done um, in the past is going to a nursing home and visiting, mm. uh, so you know, good. nursing home. Yeah. People who are shut-ins and don't have a lot of people maybe coming to yeah. visit them. Just like talking is huge. It's, Just only talking.
1: It's so, people are so lonely. Yes. Like right now, there is there's a there's a, a pandemic of yes. isolation. <laughs> yes. Like, it's legit. There's so many people who yeah. are struggling and have no one in their life to talk to. Yeah. So, yeah, finding ways to encourage and, and go out and look for ways to engage with people and yeah. talk to them, listen to them. Yeah. Um, it, just, it can literally change someone's life forever.
0: Absolutely. And so, I, I think there are ways we can do And sometimes we just have to get a little creative. Yeah. That's it. And the thing is, is like I loved what you said in part one of this series is you said, ask your students. Yeah. Ask them them what they're seeing. Ask them how they want to serve, because I really think that they have an idea of what could be done or what—and sometimes you have to push them a little bit. We know that, right, as parents of teenagers and parents of kids. Like, we know that sometimes we have to push them, but when we do, they so often beautifully rise to the challenge that has been put before them. And so, um, man, I'm excited. Thank you for being with us these past three weeks. It's been so cool having you, Josiah, and hearing more about City Relief hearing more about how we can serve as a family and what we can do, some tips um, that we can pull out of our toolbox and just help our families be the best that we can be um, as Christ followers and following in the footsteps that He's gone before with us. So love you. Appreciate you so much. Love you parents. Thank you so much. You're doing a great job. Listen, you can do this. You're not alone. God is with you and so are we. We'll see you soon.